0: You're listening to the Desert Moon Hockey Podcast with Matt and Rich.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Desert Moon Hockey Podcast, episode 47, I do believe, even though Richie just told me and I have terrible memory. And I just want to say, you know, happy Super Bowl Sunday to everyone, but really happy uh, Sunday morning to every American that was there at the mullet last night. Singing the national anthem after a joke about being drunk and going down on your wife. That was definitely a thing that uh, happened and I experienced, and it is uh, certainly a thing that uh, only happens in America.
0: Oh, all right. I, <laughs> I don't know if I should press you any further about why somebody was making. Jo- was it like the singer?
1: Burt Kreischer? The Machine!
0: Oh, all right.
1: He's at the mall for four straight nights. And I'm sitting there in the shop because I I was stuck getting a slice of pizza on the first day. That I think it was Wednesday show. Every Every day this week has been blended together. But it took me like 15 minutes to get that slice of pizza. So I got to listen to the opening act. He was pretty funny. And then other than that, I was just kind of stuck in the office or doing whatever going you know, here and there. So you really can't hear the show. Like in my shop. The side that I sit on my desk is at, you can't really hear anything. You go to the other side, you can hear pretty clearly. So I only got to hear very small bits. But I always heard them singing at the end of the night, the national anthem. And I couldn't figure out why. I needed the context. So I was like, hey, are we all good? Making sure, you know, calm on the work. I'm like, hey, if you guys need me, call me. So I went upstairs just to walk around the bowl just so I could watch the ending of the show. And it was literally, the, the setup was like his top five most drunk of all time it was like, number one was uh, he was drunk going down on his wife. And it took him 10 minutes to realize that she was wearing leggings. And then he oh. started singing, uh, I think it's like America the Brave. And then everyone started singing the national anthem after. So that was the context that I waited three nights for. Is It was a going down on your wife joke while drunk. Setting gotcha. up the national anthem. So yeah, there you go. That was uh, the context. And it was funny. I, I very much enjoyed that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad that you had a good time. Uh, I'm assuming you didn't go as a attendee or working, but mm-hmm. at least you got to listen for the most part, yeah.
1: Yeah, listen to it a little bit, obviously. It wasn't like I get to watch the show, but it's like mm-hmm. at that point I was like, Hey, like I- I'm gonna go find an excuse to like just go walk around and, and there you go so I can listen to <laughs> some of it and, and there you go. I got the context I needed and it was it was definitely a thing. Gotcha. So anyway, All right. uh, let's move away from, from comedians and, and going down on your wife. Let's talk about the Arizona Coyotes. Let's go ahead and talk about this massive uh, uh, news that came out last night and how <laughs> I'm in trouble on Twitter.
0: <laughs> oh, how are you in trouble on Twitter?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I'm afraid to look at my mentions uh, because I did it twice in the same week. The first one was the uh, the fake Bruins trade just because mm. I, I, was, I was memeing. And then the second one was because... The Coyotes announced, and it was on their PR, their official PR Twitter account. I saw, I think it was Bill Armstrong's burner. I was like, oh, if this account isn't real or whatever. I'm like, Mm -hmm. dog, no, that is the real genuine account. I followed them for years before the whole, okay, business accounts get orange check marks and whatever. Like, that's the real account. And they actually said they are scratching him for trade-related reasons. Now, of course, Craig Morgan, very reserved uh, a knowledgeable individual on this stuff said he doesn't think a trade is imminent, but that that's a sign that the final stages of a trader moving. Like, hey, he's probably going to get moved. We're going to pull him. We're not going to risk an injury. So even if it takes a couple of days, which I am going to say, I say within 72 or 48 hours, a trade's done. Not like immediately, but it will get done in a couple of days. Yeah. So that's probably what that means. Hey, the trade is is gonna be finalized, you know, pretty soon. There's a couple last suitors, a couple last offers. Let's let's reserve the assay. That is the time when you reserve your asset. By the way, you don't sit him for three months and then not play him, and then not, his value goes down. No, you play him until the trade is where you want it, and then you're like, okay, we're pulling him so he doesn't get hurt.
0: Yeah, so- especially especially <laughs> when you guys were just about to play a back to back, and the second team in that back to back was the St. Louis Blues who are pretty big, pretty physical, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh it makes makes sense like no no point in risking an injury uh especially with a guy who's made of fiberglass, so <laughs> like
1: we 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 can't be trash talking him on the way out. Come on now.
0: I mean, that's not trash talking. I I'm I still have my sign saying that do not trade for Chikrin. And even I will admit that the guy was made of uh, glass because he couldn't stay healthy. Like, that's just the truth. And I still love him. And if he for some reason doesn't get traded, I'm still happy that he's on the team. But you can't deny the fact that, you know, not finishing a single full 82 season uh you know that's that is worrisome, shall we say?
1: Yeah, you're not wrong, but he has so much upside on the ice that you should still give us two first and Matthew Nyes. Just just saying. But anyway, yeah. so you know, while while Craig Morgan's a little more reserved, and yes, that is that means the trade's probably at least a couple of days away, like not imminent. Um, I decided to run with it because you know me; I am the embodiment of pure chaos, and I like to have a little bit of fun. And uh, the first one was, I think it involved Brennan Carlo. I forget. That was when they were playing Minnesota. And it was just because I, I picked Boston, and then I, I grabbed a random defenseman that was making right around the same amount of money, and then I threw in, like, Oscar Steen and uh, Michael Pietro I think, was on, on their system. So I'm like, hey, those are a couple decent young players, I guess. I'll throw them on there. And apparently I, I messed up, and everyone was mad at me. Then this one was purposeful because so many Leafs fans make terrible trade offers, and, uh... You were the one who, who tweeted out uh, that one bad offer that uh, mm-hmm. Leafs fans were mad about, and I'm like, you can laugh all you want, but that's literally what your chicken trades are. So I took all this, yep. that I jumped on the chicken scratch news, and I'm like, it's, what, what did I say? It was Kerfoot, Hole, and something else, uh, Voight, their prospect Voight and a conditional 2023 first, and right underneath that I put the condition was if they make it out of the first round, it'd be 20-27 yeah. like yep. And the amount of people that didn't realize that was a joke.
0: <laughs> yep. They, they they were, like, super excited. They thought that you were, like, some insider, and then, like, they didn't even see that you are making fun of them for getting out of the first round.
1: I'm pretty sure not only would that never be a thing, because you would never stipulate a first going down to a second like that Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure if you click on my profile and it's, like, sarcastic, Uh, I meme too much. Maybe. Just maybe.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, people... People... People are dumb. (laughs) I don't know how else (laughs) to say it. People are dumb. I uh, want to talk a little bit about people are dumb. Uh, I almost got into a fight at the Mold Arena on... (laughs) Oh god, when was this? Sunday? I don't remember. It was uh a few it was the last home game before we went on the road. Yeah, it was uh quite a spectacle against the Wild, that's what it was. It was uh this person was leaving and they thought that my dad had hit their car with my car door and Everybody's like, what the F is going on? Like in our car, we were so confused. Like sh- this lady was literally screaming at us and just swearing and, and whatnot. And which uh, is like, dude, what, what is, what is wrong with you? And, you know, she's like, you hit my effing car, like screaming at us. And so her dad, what I presume is like sitting in the seat, the passenger seat. And then he starts like, trash shocking and my dad starts trash shocking him, and, uh, so, all of a sudden, her dad gets out of the car, and it starts, like, pounding on our car window, like, telling my dad to get out to, like, fight him, and I'm just like, bro, like, did, what is even going on here? Like, this happened in, like, the span of, like, five seconds, and... So she gets out of her car and, uh, she's like checking the damage on her car and there's no damage. There's, there's none. There's no not even a scratch. And so she's, she's pushing her dad, like we, we get back in the car, get back in the car. And then he starts like pounding on the car. I'm like, bro, like this is my car. And so the, like, I was pretty mad at that point and I, I just wanted them to leave so I get out of my car and, you know, I'm pointing to him like, get the F back in your car. You know, I'm screaming at him to get back in his car because I don't want him to damage my car. You know, I I uh, I'm not trying to flex or, or anything, but I'm going to be I'm going to come at this with honesty. I, I have a wrap on my car. It's a very expensive wrap. It's close to four thousand dollars. And, you know, the, this stuff, scratch like it, it rips like tissue paper. Like that's how, that's how like fragile a wrap is. And if you're going to hit somebody with your car door, like my wrap would be all over their car uh, because it's literally like tissue paper. And so I'm just like confused. Like I don't even see any damage. And so I, I, I shouted at this dad, their dad to get back in the car and like, he turns around and like scampers kind of away. Like he realized that, you know, he's he's uh, in a losing battle when I'm, you know, kind of a lot taller than everybody else in that situation. I'm six one, and all of a sudden, I hear a voice to my left, and this person's like, you think just because you're tall that you can fight people? And I, I literally, like, t- like I, sorry for the audio listeners, you're not going to be able to see it. I literally turned, like, 90 degrees don't see anyone and then look down and there's somebody there. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I was so confused. Cause I'm just trying to like get people in their cars and leave. Like, I'm not looking for a fight, like leave, leave me alone. And he's like, he says it again. And he like points to like how tall I am. He's like, you think just cause you're tall that you can fight. And I'm and I, I look at the other two are wearing wild jerseys and he's wearing a coyote Jersey. And I'm like, bro, are you really going to do this? Like we're both coyotes fans here. You're going to like really start talking trash to me. And he's like, you know, uh, you think just cause you're rich, you can do anything. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I want people to leave me alone. Like, you know, that's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like confused. Like, the, why is this dude trash talking me? And, you know, of course, he's like still insinuating. He's like, come on, do it then. Do it. Let's see what you can do, you know, or something like that. You know, like just trash talking, like to to get me to, to throw the first punch. And... I turn and look, and we're, we're trying to leave the arena. Everybody is, like, in a line. So there's just cars going by. And these people have their phones out recording us and, like, <laughs> and are watching. And I turn and look. I'm like, are you really sure that you want to do this right now? You have an audience. Like, do you really want to do this? Because, like, I'm towering over this dude. Like, he throws a punch. He's not winning. I'm not going to start it, but I'm I'm sure, sure as hell going to end it. And, uh... Like, after he realized that he was being recorded, he, like, turns and also kind of scampers away back into his car. They, they're, like, honking their horn and, like, cutting people off to try to get out. And they, like, are trying their best to, like, essentially peel out of the situation. And come to find out, like, I, I own a Tesla, so it's recording 24-7. And I have the recording of the full incident. We didn't even touch their car. She was screaming, I heard you hit my car at the beginning. Yet when I go to check the footage, we didn't touch their car. There's not even there's not even a, a, a like dink. It, it's literally not not even hit. <laughs> and come to find out, like these people are I'm not going to dox them, but they in some facet work for the coyotes. And I'm like, bro, you're going to act like that to season ticket holders. And you weren't even in the right. Like, are you serious? So I messaged them. I messaged the person on Facebook and then he blocked me. He didn't respond. So I hope he feels stupid because I sent him screenshots of us not hitting their car.
1: (laughs) You you, you towered over that dude. But look, as a fellow short guy. Um, I don't understand the the uh, Napoleon complex of like yeah.
0: There's you see very a much tall
1: guy. Do you want to go like look if if you held your arm out, I I couldn't get a punch in on you. So why mm-hmm. would I want to start something knowing that like that is the factor. It's not oh hey, uh, you tried to punch my girlfriend or something. Like that's a different story. But you're just standing yeah. there and like walking up to someone who towers over you is is stupid. <laughs>
0: Yeah or if I'm like if I get out of my car and I'm trying to like start something I'm like let's go then you know like I'm screaming at them like trying to you know um provide what is it not provide provoke 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 that's the word Yeah. trying to provoke stuff like yeah then I can understand where he's coming at but literally they're all they're in the wrong in every facet of this situation. (laughs) You good?
1: I just got a notification. I don't know why my ad blocker is sending me notice. I blocked over 118,000 oh. ads, apparently.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so.
1: Online, my God.
0: <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so it, it was, dude, it was such a, a spectacle. I was I was like, what is even going on here? Yeah, uh, moral of the story is uh, don't try to fight people when you don't even have the full context and you didn't even get out of your car to look at the damage before you started trash talking somebody all that also could have been you have avoided a
1: customized Jersey with a name that is not yeah a name on <laughs> it that makes you very easy to, yep. to track because yep. uh, if I didn't delete my text at least once every other day because I, I like to clean stuff up I would yep. also have this person's information
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah so if you somehow get to this information you know who you are I'm not going to dox you and I'm not going to ruin your life because uh, there's no need for that. But just be aware, I do have the footage, and I will release it if you try to provoke, to try to uh, go after my car in the uh, garage. My car is very easy to see; uh, it's very obvious who I am, uh, just because of that. And if you try to damage my car in any way, I will 100% go after you. So do not even think about
1: it. Desert Moon is starting fights now. Damn. Yeah, Desert I mean, no, Moon I, is starting I, fights. I agree with you. I, I agree with you because you're not, again, you, you're you not doxing or setting it out. You're not even saying, oh, you're gonna just, like, cuz, but it's like,
0: like...
1: Yeah. It's good to know that people are so stupid they don't realize there's cameras everywhere. And yep. especially, look, I, I've been to your house. I'm pretty sure there's not an inch of that place that doesn't have a camera. And uh, Teslas always have cameras that are always recording, and but I'm around Teslas, I'm, I'm uncomfortable anyway. So if I was really gonna, you know, mess around and find out, as someone mm-hmm. who worked at Carvana and the footage was the reason why employees got in trouble for wrecking yep. a Tesla, yeah. <laughs> and they tried to like say I looked guilty because like we, I, I me and a coworker, I keep teaching me how to drive manual because at the end of the shift, nothing else to do, and mm-hmm. then we heard the the commotion. I whatever, I recorded footage and then I, I gave it to. The superior is like, oh, that makes you look guilty. I'm like, how does that make me look guilty? I literally gave you more evidence.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> oh of yeah, course. I'm gonna record myself in the scene of a crime.
0: <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, uh these fans, instead of losing your minds, moral of the story is get out of your car, check to see if there's even any damage first, and if you're going to see damage on your car, uh come at it with politeness and say, hey, you just hit my car and everything would have been taken care of instead of yelling fraud? and screaming at people.
1: Like, what? It, it sounds like a setup for fraud.
0: No, I mean, they. That, it, I think they were probably drunk if I were to guess. And then it would have been real awkward if I would have called the cops and the cops go, hey, why are you drunk? And you're driving this vehicle.
1: Oh, uh, we're getting into the danger zone because now, I, watch, one of our listeners was there and was one of the ones recording it. Watch.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's small maybe.
1: world It's a co- we all live on a well, college campus together.
0: <laughs> yep. Ultimately, that's not my responsibility. I'm not going to dox them myself, but if they get doxed in other means, uh, I, I guess don't act like a jackass. That's the moral. So,
1: uh, what, what, what is the old motto? F <clears> R. <throat> find out. There's a direct yep. correlation. Uh, yep. Anyway, so back to the Chickren stuff. We got very yes. off topic, but that was Sorry. entertaining. And it was like the next day, he's like, hey, so uh, we got a little drama for you. And I, I got yep. a story. I <laughs> think on that Monday. Uh, but I'm like, ooh, do tell. Anyway, so yep. the Jacob Chickren stuff, he gets scratched last night. The Coyotes still find a way to come back from a three goal deficit to go to overtime and lose because players don't tank. Clayton Keller gets his, I think, 300th point. Him and Schmalz are tearing it up. Uh, I think Kells had three points, Valimaki had his first career multi-point game. A lot of a lot of positive stuff there, and the loss, because we still want to keep going lower in the standings. Yep. But with, with the chicken stuff, this trade has to be getting done soon.
0: Yeah, like, I, and, I and presume I, so.
1: That, and there's that, uh, I forget his name, uh, you might know, from Hockey Night in Canada. And it was like, oh, there's, so that means that Toronto's out, Edmonton's out. All that he said was that if he, he contacted Edmonton and Toronto and they both said, that's not us. Yeah. And then L.A. said something similar on uh, he who shall not be names statue and jersey retirement night. Yeah. Of course they would say no. The, the trade could literally be done and they would still be like, we're not announcing this on the same day as this. Like that's, yeah. you know, our, our former captain, multi-Stanley Cup champion, and we're not doing that.
0: And there's also like, at any point, somebody could come in with a real offer. Like, <laughs> you know, it, the, they could say they're out and then they're in. Like, you know, people aren't going to play their hand. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, we really want chickren We're really committed to him. Like, no. If you're, if you're um, Edmonton, right, and you're uh, Holland, you know, you're not going. Yeah, we desperately need chickren in our lineup. Like, no, you're you're going to play your cards close to your chest. Of course. He's not sure if this is a bait, if this is real, you know, what's going on and why he was held out of the lineup for trade reasons as the PR uh, account posted, you know, that so is, you're,
1: it's so out there. They literally just said for trade reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's why it does make me suspect if maybe this is a bait, uh, it, it could be because usually like you never see held out for trade reason, right? Like that's well,
1: at the same time, because it was reported that uh, I think it was Toronto and Edmonton had stepped up offers. Yeah. And then they're both like, oh, it, it isn't us. Like th- that tells me again, you're playing your cards close. But also if there's multiple reports, you're the one stepping up an offer. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, then. So now, you, you know, there's two teams right there that might have gotten one of them to throw in an extra asset. I got one of them throwing a higher quality asset. Or it might be like, oh, now there's three teams. There's a fourth team. It's like, let's say, I'm just going to pick a random team. I'm going to pick on Columbus. Let's say Columbus is like, you know what, we can really use him for this rebuild. That's a really good defenseman. And these teams are in on him. Uh, We have more assets than you. Here's Kent Johnson. I I don't know their prospects. I'm just throwing a random name. Don't attack me. (laughs) I don't want another uh, Boston Bruins situation on Twitter, but you know,
0: yep.
1: A team could do that. Like, oh, hey, we could outdo that. Oh, hey, we could react to a really nice piece. Here you go. So, yep. it's I I I I heavily suspect it'll be done with by, by what, Tuesday? I would be shocked if we're talking about Wednesday without a chicken trade.
0: Yeah, I would be surprised too. I I I hope it comes fairly really quick. I doubt it'll come today because of the Super Bowl. I think everybody's going to take a pause. Everybody's going to uh, take a break from the game and, you know, the watch. The deal
1: would literally be done. They just probably won't file it until after the Super Bowl because they would get maybe. no coverage.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that could be the case.
1: Oh, and also, if you're watching this in the future, the Eagles won by a final score of 27 to 17.
0: If you're watching this in the future, I watched a total of zero seconds of the <laughs> uh, Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is lame, and I haven't My watched wife. it for over a decade.
1: My wife asked me at like 6.20 this morning, she's like, oh, you know, do you want to go to, you, are you going to watch the game tonight? I have no interest. She has family from the Midwest, from Missouri, so they're going for Kansas City. And then she's like, oh, because we were invited to Super Bowl party, and I, it feels like I haven't had a day off in two weeks. I know it's only been like four days, it's just been weird, you know, hours, but like, mm-hmm. I haven't had a day off in a while, so I'm like, I'm going to sit on my ass today. And also today's kind of a content day anyway, so it's like i, I got to get at least a couple videos out, so... I, I no, <laughs> unless I yeah. feel like getting drunk. But the game starts at like four thirty or something. So if if you're buying me Red Bull, I have some lemon vodka in there. Let's get it going.
0: Yep. Well, good for you. I'm going to not do anything, and I'm not going to watch that game. Uh, because uh, football is lame. So
1: Richie's gonna be sitting there naked on the couch thinking. All right, so can we can we can we pull off Brant Clark or if we if we settle for for buy field, can we get like an extra second? Like that's what you're going to be just sitting there doing all day. True. True. <laughs> all right, true. so uh, uh, are we done with the chicken talk or do you want to get into what you're looking for out of this trade realistically? Because now that we have what has basically been confirmed to be a bidding war, whether it's a light bidding war or things are ramping up like as we speak, Bill Armstrong is getting on the phone with one GM, putting the phone down and picking up for another, and they're doing yeah. that for the next, you know, you know, 10 hours or whatever. Whether that's yep. the case or it's just, you know, it's a, it's a light bidding war. A couple guys are getting a little more serious but not that serious. What do you think is the realistic call and where do you think he goes? My, not my gut. I'm guessing L.A. because they have the assets without us needing to take a bad contract. Though I think we have to regardless because of the cap floor.
0: Uh it's hard. So the thing is, is like, I think that there's going to be a team that doesn't have cap space that is going to come in on this the last second. I, I feel I don't know why, but I just feel like with the our cap situation and how we really need to get to the cap floor and not get penalized. Mm-hmm. I something just screams to me. uh you know, a team going in on it that is going to drop a contract off. Uh, whether that's uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think that's a very real possibility. You know, moving Muzzin out, maybe getting Nyes in a first. Um, I don't know ultimately what you're going to get assets-wise. I do think that Nyes is valued at like a first-round asset, yeah. even though he was drafted in the second. I think he... he how well he's playing. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, playing really he's, well, he's so well, so... so. So I think like a nice a first and like a second would get it done. Um mm-hmm. do you take a con- a bad contract of a player that's never going to play uh for nothing? I think you might. So because you only have to pay 10% of that LTIR contract, um I think but they're be they're allowed
1: to go on LTIR because if you're under the cap floor. Well like, yeah yeah yeah. That's why Andrew Ladd's on regular IR, but I think you still, I think you still pay a lesser portion on of IR contracts. Yeah. As well. there's, there's a yeah. System where like LTIR, I think, like you said, it's like ten percent, and I think IR is it's, it's partially covered by it. Yeah. Million, so you're still getting a lesser charge. That,
0: that is correct. I I am wrong in that situation, but you you would still get less of it, you know, less that you would have to pay. Um, they're going to do that absolutely because they have to spend sixty eight million some way. But technically, you can get under that 68 million by putting something on IR, monetarily speaking. You only have to monetarily pay, you know, 62 million or something like that, whatever. And also, you can um, get a
1: contract with a high cap hit that's ending, that was from the old era of it's backloaded and you're only making a million. So it's like, even yeah. if you're just going to healthy scratch them, you're only paying them a million. So there's yeah. ways to do it. And there's ways, like, I know. Uh, I forget which contract recently the league rejected and told them to balance out the money more because they were tired of the backloaded or backloaded or frontloaded sorry, front loaded or backloaded contract. So that would be yeah. a front loaded contract, the back and is really cheap, like a Marion Hosa type contract.
0: So mm-hmm. the league
1: was tired of that, so that's why you can't sign those anymore. But there there's still a couple of contracts like that sniffing around.
0: Yeah. Yep. And um I, I think that you could see that happen in this trade. Now, if it's an active player with a high-cap hit, I do think that you're going to see uh, some sort of uh, extra asset that's going to have to go in in order to get this done. I do think that the you know the original off-season um, demand that we saw was three first-round assets. I don't think you're going to see that. I think it's going to be probably two first-round assets and a second-round asset. Uh, once again, in like the terms of Nyes, I, I don't think he's a second-round asset. I think he's a first-round asset. Um, but I, I, I do think that that's what we're going to see trade-wise. Um, there's tons of names on this list. Obviously, you have the Oilers uh, who desperately need a player like that, but they have a GM who is uh, old and refuses to let go of his first-round pick this year. So, good luck. Um, you could see a guy like... Shane Goss to spare, end up with the Oilers, though. I think that, that could absolutely happen. Because
1: that would only take a second-round pick, and the Coyotes mm-hmm. would be willing to retain. The, the one thing I don't like is people are like, oh, the Coyotes need to retain on Chickren. Uh,
0: screw no. Them.
1: No, Chickren already has a phenomenal cap hit. No, that's not happening. Yep. If you're doing that, I want an additional first-round asset. You're not getting anything for cheap when it comes to something like that. But Ghost is an expiring uh, rental. Those are the guys you always retain on. That's perfectly acceptable. And the thing is, with Chikrin getting all his interest from teams that want to go all in, you know, with with bolstering their defense for the playoffs, but also having that asset for the future, Ghost has a completely different uh, purpose in this market, best way to say it. Because, hey, he's a rental. We can bring him back if we want. We don't have to if if we don't want to. He will be cheaper. He's a little older, but he's more proven. (laughs) He will be cheaper, or maybe a second-round pick, and there you go. You can get it done and bolster your lineup. And then if you do want to send back a bad contract, turn that second into a first. And with that, I don't even care if it's a 2023 protected, because then regardless, we're getting one at least by
0: 2024.
1: Yep. I, I don't think that would be a bad thing at all. And considering the fact that that would mean Ghost is was it 2 seconds or was it a second and a seventh he was traded like they traded to, to get him over here cuz it was two oh, draft picks
0: um, I'll look it up I I don't remember but yeah it was it was um interesting cuz we're going to get probably another second for him so it, ultimately getting two seconds out of a player for free is going to be pretty crazy we got a second and a seventh 2022 yeah, second so, 2022 seventh
1: so we got paid to take him so anything we flip on him is a profit. Chikorin, you have a lot more invested. You need to get the maximum value. Gossespair, you can't afford to just, here's the second round pick, take the player. Yep. Because you're, just, you're literally doubling your value on him. Yep. A- and we're just talking about him as an asset. Ghost would never watch our crap little podcast, but we love you here, Ghost. But we know you're not going to be here in the future. We're just talking about the asset that is Shane Gossespair.
0: Yeah, expiring contracts. Um it, it makes sense to uh get whatever you can for him. And a second I think you're gonna be more than more than pleased to get or uh him. I don't know if you heard that. My stomach just screamed. I did uh, not, but okay.
1: do you think it still makes sense? 'Cause I, I actually thoroughly agree with this. Do you think it makes sense to package Ghost with Bukestead? Because a lot I of could teams see could use that middle six bolster. Because yeah. he can play fourth if you need him to, all right? He's played bottom six of four, but he has shown he can still be a top sixer. And yes, like, oh, he's playing top six in the Coyotes, but he's still playing against NHL talent, and he's still playing well against NHL talent. With players that most people, people are now starting to understand uh, Krauss's value. I'll get into that in, in just a couple of seconds, uh, and I'll keep the individual's name out of it, but I do want have that as, a, as an example. But, you know, you're playing with essentially nobodies. From the, from the league perspective, you're playing with nobodies and you're still producing as well as he is. That can bolster any contender. And that's a mm-hmm. very reasonable cap hit. You, you have him with Ghost, a couple teammates, bolster your defense. You're probably going to have Ghost play second line or second pair. Then you're going to have said play second or third line center. Right there, your team is already better. And mm-hmm. that's going to cost you a total of a first because that, that's two second round at like trades, in my opinion, because said's playing well enough to get a second.
0: Yeah, i I don't think it's going to happen just because Holland refuses to part ways with this first. But well, that's what if
1: said, like, it's essentially a first, like you can do two seconds, like, yeah. I I don't care well, about how you do it, but you're essentially getting a first out of
0: it. Yeah, that's that. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is like I do see a really good fit with like a Bugstad ghost trade to um uh to the Oilers for a first. I think that that would absolutely shore up any holes in that lineup. Like that, that adds really good depth. Um, you have a centerman who absolutely can play big minutes uh, and can, is a big guy. He can be physical. Like he's got hands, he's still really fast. Like I really like Bugstad uh, from like a, a fan perspective. Even if he, uh, you know, gets traded, I would absolutely love to see him back. Uh, with the Coyotes next year, because he he's been a joy to watch.
1: I'm not gonna lie; I'll say it right here. Let's just say he does get traded, but decides he wants to come back. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind, depending on the cap hit. It, you have to be very conservative with it. I wouldn't mind giving him a, a three or four year deal to be with this team for their rebuild, because I think that's a phenomenal veteran for this team. I think he's. I been would do in the locker room good for the young young players.
0: I would do three but not four. I, I could see a three, uh just because once again it lines up with when like those entry level contracts will be up uh for the coyotes. That we've talked about this numerously in the past. Um it'll it'll line up with that. So I, I could see synergy there with like a three year contract. Uh you know, even if he tapers off, it's fine. We have money that we have to spend to. Remember, guys, we have to spend to. It's not oh, well, that's a waste of money. No, we have to spend it.
1: And also, if the cap goes up, the floor goes up too. Yeah. So it's like it, 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 they both scale up. It's one of the things that makes the, the, the NHL hard cap, in my opinion, actually work because it's based on how much revenue the league generates. Obviously, once the debt, the players all the owners is away, you'll see it go up. But the mm-hmm. more it goes up, the ceiling has – uh, the, sorry, the floor has to come up as well so that way you're still putting on an NHL-level product. Because yep. we've seen with teams like the Coyotes, while they're still bad, most nights, if you're watching them play, you're still going to get at least decent hockey. Doesn't mean they're going to win. Doesn't mean they're going to outskill you, but they are going to outwork you. So it's like you're yep. still going to get an NHL level product, and that's what you need. And that's why I agree with a cap floor and ceiling both being together. Like you have to have both. You can't have just a ceiling or just a floor. It has to be both. And I know I, I made that opposite. Anyway. Krause's value. I do want to talk about this because uh, when that whole uh, my fake trade last night was going on, I was DMing some people and a fellow content creator was talking to me. He's like, look, I really think, you know, I know you guys really want to keep Krause. I really think he's a he would be a phenomenal fit on the Maple Leafs. I'd even be willing to throw in Matt Nise and an extra first for him and Chickren. And I'm like, okay, but you'd probably need to throw in an extra first because Chickren himself is for, is a first in Nice. If yep. you also want Krause... And this would essentially be a huge deal to where you're you're essentially transferring about, what, $9 million. At that point, you might have to include, like, Nylander because you're going to have to have money coming out. Yeah. Because we're not retaining on, on a, a five-year contract. But it's like, yeah. So let's say that trade happens. Let's say you're willing to, because for the right price, if your name is not Clayton Keller, Dylan Gunther, Logan Cooley... I think you're not expendable, but you're definitely uh, available for the right price. Yeah. So it's Lawson Kraus, Jacob Chikrin going to Toronto. You're looking at Toronto. If you want to bring up Toronto's cat friendly, you can. What is the minimum you think that deal looks like from Bill Armstrong's perspective? Because that is a massive deal. That That's not, you know, a, a guy on, on a one and, and a half million dollar contract and a formula. Like that, that's a big deal. Money going both ways.
0: Yeah, so let me pull the Coyotes real quick here. I'm gonna pull the contracts for each player. So you have uh, Kraus and Chikrin. Kraus currently is making 4.3 million dollars. Okay, and Chikrin is paying uh, 4.6 million dollars. Chikrin has two years after this year and Kraus has what five? Four, four years after this year something like that. Um The total cap hit for that would be eight million and what, eight thousand, eight hundred thousand. So eight million eight hundred thousand.
1: Let's call it nine million. Let's round up. Okay, we'll
0: we'll 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 round up to uh to uh say that. So you're going to have to let's see. They currently have uh, a projected cap hit of eighty-eight million, and what is the What is the limit? 82 million. (laughs) So they're currently using LTIR. Um, Man, I don't even know how you move that. So you're going to have to move Kerfoot, who is at 3.5 million. Mm -hmm. Um, That is active. You would have to move another person. I I, I don't know if they want to move him, but Angvall is at 2.5 or 2.2 million.
1: Well, think about it like this. Krause's best role is in the top six. Like, we mm-hmm. all know this. Yeah. His, his scoring will drop off if you play him third line. He'll, he'll score, but it will drop off. So think about it like this. That's why I bring up Nylander. If you essentially have a Kraus for Nylander swap here, like, so money can come in and come out, you still can include Kerfoot, would that still be two firsts and Matt and i's as well? Or is it, with Nylander being involved, you have to drop a first?
0: I think that Nylander is a very special asset. So I don't think that, I don't think they want to get rid of him. But if you're going to, like his value to me probably is as close to Chikrin. Uh, I I, I just, that's how I feel. Like he's Mm -hmm. below 7 million and currently he has 61 points in 54 games with almost 30 goals. Uh, yes, so he is a winger.
1: Coming to Arizona. Yes, like, cause, that cause is true. Not play with Austin Matthews, Jonathan Tavares. So, like, you do have to account for that, but he's still a damn good player. So, do you essentially mm-hmm. then want to chalk it up to Kraus and Neilander are a one for one split, and then it's just a first and Nyes, and then maybe like a second for taking the extra, the extra bad contract, the, the Kerfa contract, or a third or something.
0: Um, man, dude, there's so much moving into the steel. (laughs) I would definitely say that I think that Nylander probably has more value than Kraus. That's just my opinion. I I think that both are wingers, yet Nylander is definitely doing more currently. Uh, Yes, you can say, oh, well, he's on a better team. Uh, Fine, but you you just have to look at the asset as it is, right? Like, you don't know what Nylander is going to do when he gets the Coyotes. He could start scoring even more. On the coyotes because all of a sudden he's put on the first line with keller like you don't really truly know what the asset will do until they're on the team you just have to look at it, at it as it is now and as it is now i would say nylander is probably more valuable or not probably he's definitely more valuable than kraus so that's um, a
1: chicken for nylander one for one
0: I think that would be closer. I think that you could see like a Chikrin for Nylander and like a second or a prospect. I don't know if nice would be that prospect. I still think that he has a lot about you. Well,
1: if you want to throw in the Knives. Like, like yeah, I, the Nyze well, would be for Kraus then.
0: I'm working out the first part of this deal though. I'm working out like what what would get Chikrin for for Nylander. Like I think that closer to one for one would be the option now the grant this is like value for value for what the Coyotes actually want uh, I don't see why they would want Nylander they want young assets uh, Nylander is going to be an unrestricted free agent in two years and absolutely could be like I don't want to play here uh, I'm walking <laughs> like I there's there's no reason that Coyotes would take Nylander um, so they make
1: it a three-team deal and then someone yeah, else that could takes work. Nylander, we take the assets. So yeah. let's say it's it's an extra first and a second or something, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that gets it done then? Because the money has to come out. Yep. And then you, I'm assuming another team maybe swaps another contract, going to the Coyotes, so all the money works. Yep. And then everyone, like, gets what they want. So essentially, it, because the amount of moving parts it would require... It either means we have to take all of Toronto's bad contracts and we'll get, like, three first-round picks, or it involves Nylander going to a different team and it's, like, this big, massive three-team deal.
0: Yeah, I think that, realistically, if Nylander was a a moving piece in that that trade, he would not be a Coyote. I think that there would have to be a three-team deal. I don't see Nylander being really at, at at really any value for the coyotes. They, they, it's just not an asset they need. Not saying that Elander's bad, I just don't think it's an asset that they personally need.
1: He's a win now player where a team is still rebuilding. Yeah. Like I, let's say if it was in the off season the trade happened, he'd have a little more value because the coyotes want to start getting better. But even then it's still not going to be you're one year away from free agency like unrestricted. Yeah. It's like you could lose yep. your ass in that deal.
0: Yep. Super hard, super, super hard. And uh, that's why I think that if you're going to go after anyone, I think you would be going after Knives. Uh, Knives plays with Logan Gooley currently in college. Uh, He's, you know, an Arizona product. Um, Obviously, he would want to play here. He lives here. He trains here in the offseason. Like, that's an asset that you absolutely would be putting your foot down if you're the Coyotes. Whether that's, like, at the end of the day for, for Ch- like, if it's just chicken not chicken and Krause, if it's just Chikorin, I think that as much as it sucks, I think that a first in Nyes, I think, would even potentially get...
1: I don't even think that sucks. It, it sounds like it sucks because, oh, we want all these extra assets. That we want three first-round assets. I'm like, yeah, Like it sounds like it sucks, but it's also the same thing to me as the Kraus deal. We were talking about the Kraus contract. It sounds high, or it sounds bad, or it sounds like this, but it really isn't. Because yep. imagine we go out there, the first line next year is Keller, Cooley, and Nyes. Mm-hmm. Tell- I-, I don't care how many games we win, that's going to be exciting. That yep. is going to be a good line. It's going to have, It's going, you're going to need to work out some kinks. There's going to be some bad turnovers. You're going to lose a couple of games because of that line. It's still going to be an exciting line to watch. Yep. Or even Gunther on that line is your second line. So you take a little bit of pressure off them to not baby them, but to kind of let them ease into it. And if you want to put like Kraus up with Keller or Michelli up with Keller for a little bit, you can, however you want to mess with it but that's still a lot of good young players. So, a first and Nyes I would take for Chikrin. And then of course, we have we'd have to take back would it be Kerfoot? Kerfoot's the contract would we have to take Yeah,
0: back? I, I think I think you'd have to cuz he's like the one that's the active player that makes the, kind of the most that c- could go. Uh it's 3.5 million. Um you Does also appear in goal?
1: contract and like a second for the trouble. And then there you go. Just kinda of call it a day because Nice really is like he's good. I, mm-hmm. he, he's good.
0: Yeah, to me it it just screams Kerfoot at almost four million. You know, that's it's pretty close to money in money out for
1: mm-hmm.
0: for them. Uh, so if I also
1: like I said, you take one additional contract. Like if they have an expiring like one and a half mil contract, you take that, there you go. The Toronto gets a little more cap space we take on a little bit more. The second round pick makes it worth it. Who cares? Like it is what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you if you have to move like an asset as well to get it done for the, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, like Sandine is making 1.4 million. Um, I know that I've heard him get tossed around there um, as a potential asset that would go in as well. He is a first round asset, but he's pretty late at 29th. And uh,
1: I mean, hell, I would even take that as as your third first round asset because it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I know he's not like the reason why. And here's what I'll tell everyone. Pay attention to as many opposing fans as you can, because if they're constantly throwing X players name into trade speculation, mm-hmm. they're OK with moving on. Like even yep. us again, we love Bukestead, We love Chicker, We love uh, uh, Ghost. We are 100 percent OK with them leaving. Obviously we're going yep. a rebuild, but if you're on a team that's contending and you're like, Oh, I can lose this player it's like, yeah, they might not be very good. Or they might need to be a reclamation project. Or it could be, hey, uh, let's just say for example, Sandine just can't cut it in Toronto. Comes here, reinvigorates his game, let's say, uh, what is he? is he an expiring contract this year? No, he's maybe- super
0: he's super young. Sandine is only uh twenty two, so he's an RFA after his next year
1: after next year all right, I just want yeah. the contract and so he's he's right on the borderline of prospect and project in, in, in about yeah. a year that transitions over so he yeah. might just need to change the scenery reinvigorates his game whatever so then you take a chance on a guy that you still have control over with the rfa status and let's say everything works out really well here you know, he'd be 23 you can then sign him to like a five-year extension and try to keep it as cost control as possible because oh he works out really well on our defense Maybe that kicks out Yusov Alamaki. Maybe it kicks out X player or Y player. No idea. That's why you keep your cap as flexible as you can for as long as you can. And if that's your third first round asset, I'll take the chance. Because well, it's still yeah. a young defenseman and we need that. Because yeah. Dyson Mayo doesn't, doesn't belong in the NHL. I don't hate mm. the guy. I don't know him as a guy. He doesn't belong in the NHL. I, don't, I didn't see how Soderstrom played last night. I don't particularly care. He, Soderstrom he, can still play in the AHL for the rest of the year. I'd rather have an NHL defenseman.
0: He did. I hear uh, Soderstrom. He was like a last-second call-up. And mm-hmm. I think he only got like two hours of sleep playing in that game. And he landed in like St. Louis at like 530, and the game was at 6. So it was uh, <laughs> quite a rush for him. So anything from last, last
1: with
0: him. Probably, yeah. I, I would say that anything from from yesterday from uh Soderstrom, like I, I would I would take it with a grain of salt. It's it's and hard that's to why,
1: it's also why like I said he can just play in the AHL rest of the year. Like I don't really care. If he played well, didn't play well, like like it, it is what it is. Yeah kind of a thing. But it's like that that's where my mind goes there. I'm like, let him finish out the season. I'd rather take Sandine and if Sandine is just that last little bit that needs to get the, the money moving and Sandine would act as the the extra second round asset or whatever to move yep. that Kerfoot contract. Do it because if you're at the end of the day, you're still getting a first knives and a young defenseman that can step in immediately and play in your top four. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I,
1: I don't care what his holes are in Toronto. A lot of players come to Arizona and just play better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that if you're going to uh, make this trade with, with um. The Maple Leafs, first of all, you're not putting Kraus in there. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's too much money. It's hard yeah, to make it work.
0: Yeah, Either that or you're going to overpay super hard. Uh, like, I, I think that if you're the Coyotes, you make them pay over super hard. We're talking like two firsts for Kraus, that, that amount of overpay, just for him, not even including anything else that would be coming back in the chicken and yes, I can already
1: hear you screaming, Oh, that's so unreasonable. I know. But the small I, yeah. markets don't care about reasonability when it comes to big yeah, markets. We're, we're, we're not
0: handing care. you we're not handing you players ba- for, like for nothing.
1: Players. Like yeah. Krauss literally they only sell two customized jerseys at the games, and it's yep. Keller and Kraus. Yep. Krause has become that important to the market to the team yep. to the locker every room single, like they're going <laughs> to
0: Every single fan on this team has been screaming that if we're going to name somebody captain it's Lawson Krause. Mm-hmm. So yes, future Coyotes captain, write that one down Maple Leafs fans. Uh, future coyotes they want
1: both captain because checker was supposed to be the, the future captain yeah. too so they want both of our future captains like i get it and i i do understand you were just curious to see what the value would be individual um a uh, friend of mine but it, it would you're it, not it getting him for nothing it would Be a lot like it, yeah, it would be a lot
0: it's not like oh just toss krause in as like a a shoe in piece like that's not happening it, it's Although not the
1: amount of the amount of oh yeah uh Kraus and Chikrin and it's like you just get the bad players like he's just a throw in and like the way I hear especially Maple Leafs and Oilers fans in particular talk about Kraus it's whenever they're talking about the deal it's oh he would be a pretty good fit you know so you go ahead and throw him in there so we can have a little more bolstering on the depth but they don't give anything back for him mm-hmm. and I it's like they don't even realize how much he makes yep <laughs> And they'll also then say what a good player he is. And I think it was Boston College. One of the teams that that it was a Coyotes game. And then the next night it was ASU playing one of the colleges. So a bunch of their, their players were watching the game. I only recognize because they were wearing some team branded stuff. Mm -hmm. And a couple of the kids are walking out talking about how like, oh my God, Lawson Krause is really good. So I'm like people at all levels are seeing how good Krause is getting to see him play more. In a more prominent role. Like, he's not a throw-in. Maybe, if we're talking three years ago, you could have made an argument you could try to throw him in. He still would have been young, so you still could have been like, you don't give up on that. But that's the only time I would have seen it as somewhat coherent. This is not coherent. This (laughs) This is just dumb.
0: Yep, yep. And, you know, you could make the argument like, okay well, he he only has like 17 goals and 12 assists. But at the same time, like he lost his line mate, like he lost his very, very valuable line mate, which is Matthias Michelli due to injury. Uh, Mm -hmm. Those two were absolutely bullying, uh, you know, second and third lines on other teams. They weren't facing top line talent, but they were facing a lot of second, third, fourth lines, and they would absolutely bully those those oh, other okay, lines.
1: Oh, is scoring more again now that Bocelli's back in the lineup. Yep. Was <laughs> surprised they, when you get those complimentary players. You get a Ray Whitney, Martin Hansel, and Redeem Verbata start going off. Furby was already good, but Ray Whitney really helped like elevate that. You get yep. a Taylor Hall and Connor Garland start scoring more goals. You, you yep. get him a Matthias Bocelli, and it's almost like you you need that natural passer. And like mm-hmm. and look at how good let's say schmaltz and and keller have been together and Mm -hmm. especially i don't know if it's just a post all-star game break thing they've always been good but i feel like sometimes it tapers off a little bit then it activates back on they've had they've combined for like what 10 points in the last two games yeah something like like that i think keller i think
0: i think keller has seven points in the past two games i want to say is the stat like yeah it they've been playing really well um i i wanted to go back to the trade so what i see happening for chikrin if he was to go to the maple Leafs, uh, i think that kerfoot absolutely has to be in the deal um to make it get done i think ultimately what you you would see is like kerfoot uh sandin nice and a first i think that that gets the deal done uh kerfoot's really not any value he's negative value um and then because of that negative value, that gets you Sandine, and then knives in the first kind of gets you Chikrin,
1: and that's a haul. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, uh, would have one or two more years left. Just that so well, we one, one
0: year, one year until UFA. Right,
1: so you so can just then you, you let him go. Maybe he, he provides some value, and you re-sign him to play on the fourth line, and and that's it. But maybe not. Probably not. Don't care. I'm looking at it for Sandine. Because we can use another defenseman. And like you were saying, and as much as I try not to pay that much attention to it because we do have some decent defensemen in, in the system, uh, we have a, a very big lack. We have mm-hmm. a lot of really good forwards in the system. A couple of decent goalies, but we're at the point where we need a couple more. Uh, yep. Defense, I feel like we need at least three. Three more really good young defensemen. So mm-hmm. you throw Sandine in there and it helps to alleviate that issue. And and that's what you need, so it's like, hey, that's useful. And even if he's not as good as we need, that's still someone that can play second or or third pair minutes. That's fine. And then for Chickering, like you're essentially getting that first and Nyes, and just the prospect of Nyes and Cooley playing together. Mm -hmm. That that's enough to get that done. Hell, I'll still stand by it. The Coyotes should make this trade. And then a uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, hint, hint at Nye's and Cooley transferring to ASU to play with Donor. There we go, my soapbox. Bring the bring all the boys home. Play in the mullet, regardless.
0: I don't think those two are going to be in the college, uh, the, like, the college Cooley circuit wants, next he year.
1: said he wants one year, like he's playing one year, and I want to be in the NHL.
0: I don't even think Nye's is going to continue <laughs> on I, the way he's playing down there. I think he's going to move into. Uh, Into the NHL uh, as well. uh,
1: Imagine this deal gets done. The Coyotes draft lottery, they finish fifth. Mm -hmm. Do you think they can take that and this Toronto pick and move up to like second to get Fantilli? Or third to get Fantilli if Leo Carlson goes second?
0: If you fall to fifth, I don't think you're getting up into the top three. At all, I think the top three are so head and shoulders above everything else that I don't mm-hmm. think that they'll move. Unless here's my my caveat: unless somebody who wins that top three is a lottery team. So let's say it's a team that just fell out. Um, I don't know. I don't even know who's out. The Nashville Predators. Let, let, I I, I think they're in, but the I'm Blues. just gonna, the Blues. Are, okay, there you go. The Blues. Yep. Yeah.
1: Let's hate the Blues. Oh, we could use, you know, Fantilli, Or we can use the fifth overall pick and a second first-round asset to help with our retool to have more assets. Yeah. And the Coyotes just want to move up a couple of spots because, like, I, I, somebody might bring up, oh, you are mad that the Coyotes gave up a second-round pick to move up a few spots to get Soderstrom. I was because there wasn't a reason to move up because you had better players available that would have made this team better right now than Soderstrom's making this team. But also, uh, Soderstrom literally... Like most people see him as a bust, even though he's not quite Fantilli or Carlson are not going to be generational, but they are definitely franchise potential. And w- would you would you pay a twenty fifth overall pick to move up to get a franchise I, player?
0: I I don't think that a twenty fifth is going to be the only thing that you'd have to pay in order to get up there. Uh, well, let's just say. If he, if you're going to I, I'm gonna going make this I'm, I'm gonna make this more real and a little bit harder for you. All right. Maybe. Let's say we have the fifth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh the St. Louis Blues have the second. No, I'm gonna even I'm gonna be even more generous. I'm gonna say the third. They have the third. Yeah. So it's Leo Carlson that we're looking at here. Would you trade our fifth? Let's say the 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 Maple Leafs actually make it out of the first round this year, and we're going to go with, like, the 26th overall pick. Mm-hmm. And Matthias Macelli.
1: Swap Macelli for to... Geeky, and I'll make the deal.
0: Mm.
1: I love Connor Geeky. This is nothing against him. But I, I think Carlson might actually get his value above Fantilli to have a shot near Fantilli and and regardless, you're still getting a franchise potential player, love Geeky, I mm-hmm. would throw him in to make that deal happen. It's not a second thought. That's why you draft the best available or who you think is the best available, because if that is then an extra asset, and you really, I want Adam Fantilli. We're, we're fifth overall, we want to move up and get Adam Fantilli, and GMBA is head over heels, like just infatuated with Fantilli. That's what you have that extra asset for. Because, mm-hmm. hey, if we need to, we can move it, and if we don't need to, bonus. Damn good young player in our system.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I, I you're getting three, you know, or two extra first round assets to move up a few spots. Um, it, it could be, it could be.
1: I wonder uh, who's going. Who's going second? Because Fantilli has been the been the lead, but I've heard a lot of good things about Carlson. Do you think Carlson actually? Closes the gap, or do you think Fantilli has it in the bag?
0: So the problem that I see with Carlson versus Fantilli, I think neither of them are going to be Bedard. Obviously, Bedard is going to be number one. It's not even it's not even a maybe. Like he is absolutely going to be number one. The the uh the matureness to him, the way he acts, the way he plays, everything screams number one. Um, The reason why we saw Shane Wright drop is because of potential. Um, attitude problems, right? Like, that's, that could be why uh, he dropped. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, uh, the reason why I think Fantilli won't be surpassed by Leo Carlson is that it, uh, Fantilli has much more of a man's body than Carlson does. I think that Carlson yeah, still that needs...
1: Conversation, boys.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> Carlson still needs a, a little bit of time before he's... He has that man strength, but I, I think that Fantilli has that man strength. And that's what's going to kind of put him over the edge is that uh, a team is going to look at that and go, both these assets are identical. But this one's more NHL ready than this one. Like, I think that they're always going to point towards the more NHL ready one. Well,
1: doesn't Fantilli play center a lot? I think both. But, centers over wingers.
0: I, I think both play center.
1: I like thought you said uh, Carl also played wing.
0: No, I think he plays center as well.
1: Oh well. Regardless, I want Adam Fantilli. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would be super happy with Fantilli. I think that you would uh, you'd be very excited to uh, to get Fantilli.
1: And <laughs> I know you're supposed to say you want Bedard. I do want Bedard. I finally got myself to come down a little bit from essentially detoxing, not watching any of his highlights and just coming down to looking at it realistically. We are not worse than Columbus and Chicago.
0: No, we're, not even we're, close. We're
1: just not. This team is better than everyone gives them credit for. They're, I said it last year. People looked to be cross-eyed and they got the exact number of wins that I, I said they were going to get. <laughs> although...
0: Although I will say, um, if the Coyotes do trade all those assets, so they trade Chikrin, Bugstad, uh, Ghost, and then also uh, another mystery prize over here, Corel Vamelka. Mm-hmm. The wheels could fall on off that this. Train with me? The, the wheels finally, could fall you're off this train. Me?
1: Huh?
0: That, I mean, that, I did
1: I've been on it for a while that he's too good right now. And yeah, I didn't. I never. I was isn't never against be your you, franchise goalie. So it's like, hey, if you if you have a high value, if if someone offers you a first or a second and like a B prospect or like a second and a third, I'm taking it because we got him for free.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that I was expecting this team to suck a lot more. And I was thinking, all right, well, Vemelka wasn't going to be, like, that good this year. But he's been really good this year. And... It's the
1: consistency, because he didn't have that consistency last year. And at the start of the season, we were seeing him get blown up a lot. Like, last year, there was, he he stops 45 shots, or he lets in six goals. And there was no in-between. They got one of two Vemelkas. Start of the year, you got that. And then... He just got consistent. And even when we're losing, he's posting like a nine Oh two to a nine ten.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways, I, I think we should probably call it.
1: <laughs> want to call it we, we, yeah. we, with one last little send off. Uh, do, 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 do you see this nice little Jersey I'm wearing? This nice little little, little yep. Jackery McBain. Uh, yep. They sent me the new one and it was only slightly, uh, disgusting. So, that's sitting in the closet. I am just going to start wearing the trash one everywhere cuz they never said I had to send it back. So, uh, thanks go. for your incompetence that got me a free jersey, I guess.
0: There you go. Boom bam.
1: Hey, can could, could we get Jack McBain to sign it though? I I need I need You might need be able McBain to. to sign this. I I don't know because like they don't do fan events anymore. Well, they they do like season ticket events and I'm 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 not a season ticket holder. But, it's like, they they don't do a lot of the fan fest stuff or the like the stuff they did four seasons before, sh- like, when we were hanging out that one day. They don't do that anymore.
0: They, they do do the red carpet at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, but I mean, only, like, a handful of people can get to the front, and I by the time I, I showed up and I was there, you know, a couple hours early, I couldn't get to where the players were. So I was, like, kind of stuck in the back.
0: You just force your way in with the jersey. You're like, yo... I'll move. Let me get in on this McBain action.
1: Hey, Mustache Man! I got a mustache. Will, you, will your mustache sign my mustache?
0: Do you imagine? He just chucks the pen up into his mouth. Mustache starts writing.
1: <laughs> oh my God! We're getting blocked. <laughs> if McBain's got a burner, he's blocked us both right now. True.
0: Sure. That's all right. He's got a man- he's got a manly man's mustache. I can't grow f all.
1: But I say you you can't get a duster going, boys. So the no. caterpillar just crawls away every time you try to grow it.
0: Yeah, I I just end up shaving because it looks like
1: crap. So, hey, you know what? It, it's fine. You got a little bit of the of the sixteen year old gamer face. It's good. I mean, you, you really? to look younger than I am. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I already apparently look thirty. To, to a lot of people, so I'm a little terrified of that. <laughs> there you
0: go. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> Dude, back backwards. the feet. The, yeah, back yeah. the feet. The D's <laughs> Everything is gonna be hurting.
1: I think like two weeks ago, I was looking around at this pawn shop for some used games because I'll I'll let my secret out a little bit because no one listens this far in. I I buy every couple paychecks like four or five copies of Sneak King. Or other like really cheap Xbox 360 or PS3 games that are brand new that nobody wants. Just so I can have a brand new case to harvest. So instead of having to pay $50 for a brand new copy of like Digimon, All-Star, Battle, whatever the hell. I can try to get a $20 used copy and then a $5 new copy of Sneak King. There you go. It'll look nice on the shelf and won't ruin all my, all my nice cases there. Um, so I was looking for games at a pawn shop and my back was just spazzing. It was just a bunch of pain. It hurt when I went to work later that day. I'm like, what the... What is going on? (laughs) I am not that old. (laughs) Why don't
0: you just buy the cases online?
1: Because I can't ever confirm what I'm buying because some people will just sell the cases, but they're all used cases that aren't in good condition. And then I can't... I can't fully determine if I can actually... Like, if they're actually brand new clean cases because when i had this big gaming collection back in high school i would throw used games on with the brand new games and it would make the brand new games have this weird like feeling to it and i mm-hmm. hate that so now if i put a game on the shelf it has to be in a brand new case like it has to be brand new shiny case and unlike with ps2 games i can't just go to dollar general and buy a random movie toss the disc out walking out of the store and there you go i got a ps2 case <laughs>
0: I see on Amazon, Xbox 360 game cases, 10 of them for 25 bucks.
1: But do the, do the pictures look new? Cause I see the same yeah. thing on eBay, but I've seen some of them where they still have like Zia tags or GameStop tags. No,
0: you know, these I are do. brand new with no paper. Straight up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send me I don't know. Okay. Send me like,
1: no, my wife's got the Amazon account. I, 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 I don't.
0: I find everything on Amazon, man. Just Amazon, everything. All right. Let Bezos I, I become this, the I, I the corporate not, overlord
1: that he is. I will not, no, no, I will not reopen an Amazon account. I use eBay for everything.
0: Let the corporate <laughs> the the corporate overlord into your heart, okay?
1: Let <laughs> I will, him. I will literally. I, I I won't even install Facebook on my phone. I will use the Google Chrome app, the web browser, to then go on Facebook that way because I'm paranoid. <laughs> All right. I don't want that malware on my phone.
0: Well, with that being said, uh, we're gonna take this conspiracy conspiracy theory train straight off a cliff and uh, end that episode there. So, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate y'all listening this far in, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next week.